Hi, I'm Rania. And I'm Ismail. And this is the Happy Marriage Podcast. The podcast to help you not only make your marriage work, but make it thrive. Welcome to today's episode, how to choose the right person. Mm-hmm. So what does that even mean? How to choose the right person? What does right mean? Uh, right for who? Right for you. So is there a person who's just right or wrong? No. But there are people who are you're going to feel are right for you mm-hmm. and people who you might feel aren't the right person. How do you know? How does it feel? How can you tell? Uh, that's what we're here to talk about today. And uh, do you want to start? Or shall we? Yeah, I yeah. think first, first of all, I think you need to know that there is no 100%. I mean, there is no such thing as, when we say the right person, we don't mean 100%, because I think if you can get to, and that's very subjective, but if you get to like 80%, that, that's fantastic. And, 90? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can get lucky and get to 90, but I think just to understand that there is no 100% fit, that is 100% right, where everything you want is going to be in that person and whereby everything you don't like is nothing is going to be about that person that you that you don't like so you need to know that there is a you know there is a there is a scale and you need to be like sort of on a high number on that scale Mm. but my my opinion is that it's it's not a hundred percent and that's okay in fact if you get to eighty percent or more that's that's going to be a fantastic relationship anyway Um, because we are different and you need to know that within these differences there are things that you will accept and things that you won't uh, so just given that there are differences, so that's not a hundred percent anyways. So so that's that's the first thing I think I want to make. That's it's not a hundred percent. Now, how do you get the right person, or how do you choose the how right person? How do you person? know if it's the right person? And you know, sort of, are you gonna have criteria, or how do you go about it? Mm. So one of the questions we actually received is: is is it about being attracted to a person? Mm. So if I'm attracted to somebody, does that mean that they're the right person? And uh, I think definitely not. Not just that, I mean. Of course, attraction helps. And I think attraction attraction is the spark. It's what what starts things maybe moving in the right direction. But we can be attracted to a lot of people in our lifetime. Uh, So it's not just about attraction. Mm. So once there is hopefully that attraction, let, let there at least be that, I would say. But then after that, it's it's about everything else that, that can happen uh, before we actually make that choice. So w- really it's that gap, I think, between the attraction and the choice that, that we can talk about today. But what do we, from our perspective, obviously this is just all our opinion, what do we think uh, needs to be in place or happening? And I think a lot of it is probably related to, um, I think you mentioned this when we were talking about this yesterday, is first of all knowing ourselves mm. and then knowing what we want so if we could just focus on ourselves and really focus on what do I actually want how do I envision my life my future uh, with a person whoever that person is if I was to fast forward 10 years 20 years 30 years whatever what do I actually see my life uh, as um, what's my lifestyle like what, what are the things that are important to me what do I want my life to be to feel like with this person and and then when the other person does the same thing mm-hmm. then kind of those are the things that are really important to talk about mm-hmm. uh, when we're getting to know each other because 
you can you can be somebody who either the you know you or like the male female one of us could could feel like oh I can just you know I imagine you know a house uh, two kids uh, a dog you know I go to work in the morning I come back at the end of the day we have dinner together they just they're visualizing this this lifestyle the other person could be visualizing total, something totally different like yeah. there are no kids <laughs> and uh, and uh, there's not even uh, maybe one permanent home and there's more of a nomadic lifestyle they want to travel the world and they want to do you know see things if 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 one of these people is really 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 excited about that as the rest of their life then maybe there isn't the right fit here mm. uh, or if it's just an idea and you don't really care about it that much it's just something that crossed your mind and you don't actually mind <laughs> the other idea okay fine that's these are the things though that are important to talk I think, about i think many of us don't spend enough time learning about themselves yeah or envisioning the future visualizing yes. your future i think is one of the best practices you can do because it, it wires you to behave in a way where you end up actually with the future that you want yeah <clears throat> and if you make that exercise often enough often enough as in on a daily basis if you can uh, I think unconsciously you might end up you probably will end up choosing the right person because yeah. anybody who comes across or who, 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 who crosses crosses paths with you, with you yeah. uh, who does not fit that visualization of your future you probably will end up unconsciously again just you know uh, casting them away um, yeah. but then there's another subject that I actually think that that is very important which is to you mentioned attraction and attraction uh, creates a level of emotion where you may make the decision based on it alone so it's an emotional decision I would definitely push for a, a what I call a the level of doubt that you need to reach certainty you need to question why what you're attracted to and if you're thinking of seriously getting married to somebody why am I doing this most of us when we're so excited about something and the emotion and emotions are high you're definitely not being very rational and it is this is one of the biggest decisions in your life so I I would and I think that's what I did that's why I was asking a while ago about that trip to Alex because I remember spending like three hours walking on the Cornish Alex before proposing to you <laughs> thinking why would I do this? And and what happens when I when you say yes or if you say yes? And you need to sort of go through those questions like why am I doing this? Is this the right person? Sometimes we're afraid to ask those questions because we don't want to let doubt in. In yeah. fact, it is very good to let doubt in because if you conquer that doubt, then you're on the right path. If you cannot conquer a little bit of doubt, then definitely something needs to be you know, something isn't right here. So if you ask yourself those questions and you feel like, okay, I, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I'm asking, is she the right person? And I'm at, I can't tell myself with like, not even, it doesn't have to be like a, a straight yes from, from the beginning, but you need to like sort of, even if you have to walk yourself through a yes, she is the right person or he is the right person. I, th I would advise people to go through this exercise. It is, mm -hmm. it is something that, again, it's, it's the little bit of doubt that leads to certainty that is important before any major decision. And this is a huge decision. So yeah, that's a very good mm, tip. Mm. I didn't know that you did that. So <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I guess I, although I seem to be one of those people who make 
irrational decisions or make decisions very quickly. Yet I, I do give myself a little bit of time to think them through and, and question why I'm doing things. And I've, I've done that. And I, I may have learned this from my dad because uh, I remember my dad telling me <coughs> that before proposing to my mother, uh, and that was back in 1955 or 54, I can't remember, uh, he was a 42-year-old single man who's never been married, living in, in, in Europe, living in Belgium. And when he decided to propose to her, he basically told me, I, I got an empty sheet of paper, you know, and, and, and drew a line top to bottom in the middle of it and sort of wrote down what the cons and pros, pros and, cons and cons of getting married were. <clears throat> Having been single, you know, and, and living life. the life <laughs> all my life, now I'm getting married at 42, so pros and cons. And he made a list and he realized that there's so many pros from his perspective to getting married. And that was obviously a rational exercise, you know, it yeah. had nothing to do with emotion. And, and I think that works. Uh, so whatever works for you from a rational perspective, I, I think it would be yeah. very good. So to I do. mean, both, obviously, but, but I think, yeah, because the, the emotional perspective is kind of usually people know it's there. And, mm. So we're not talking about just rational, you know, like, <laughs> but, but both. Yeah. Yes, so obviously, your, your, yeah. your emotions are important. Uh, but thinking about your future together and, and, uh, and discussing it together mm. is certainly just as important. Uh, aligning on those things that matter most to us is really important. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think that's a really good uh, tip that you just uh, gave. And then I think another thing to find if that is the right person or not is to, if you are going through those visualizations of your future, you just mentioned that, to discuss them. Yeah. I mean, talk about what you like, talk about what you don't like enough especially what is really important to you yes. and know that again it's not a hundred percent so nobody's yeah. going to come and say yeah this is exactly what I want for my future because maybe it isn't and most of the time it doesn't have to be an exact uh, match but if there is enough you know of an alignment on the the big things for the future I think that's uh, that's Important. And okay, yeah, and it's important. And and the other thing, of course, we discussed in our first episode probably was values. Uh, if if you're if you're not aligned on core values, you know, you don't they don't have to be exact. We've we've mentioned this before. Of, we've talked about it before. They don't have to be the exact same values, but at least <coughs> they aren't opposite. Yeah. So, I guess you you're the one who can give us a little bit more. Yeah, about. no, absolutely. But we we need to. I mean, there are things that are sort of non-negotiable to us as people. Yes. Those are the things we value the most. Mm -hmm. if, if there's a, a, a disalignment or a misalignment in one of those, that, then that's a red flag. Yeah. Um, especially if, if the person actually has the opposite sort of value. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, we, we're, not, we're, not, we're never going to be exactly like somebody else, and that's fine. And we actually grow together. We could have had some misalignment in some values, and then through the years... You know, we, you know, you would we talk mm. about things, and uh, you know, maybe we, we came closer together in certain aspects than we were before, mm. and so that's fine. It's not like, you know, you know, that's that's why I say it's it's rational and emotional. We need to be careful. It's not like okay, here's your checklist. What do you feel about this? This 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 is oh oh, you're not exactly you know aligned with no, me on that. Forget like it. That. You're out the door. It's not <coughs> like that, but it's important to be aware of what is it that really is important to us, and is that person remarkably far off in a, in a very strong way and is that a problem for me yeah. you know th so that's really what it is is that a problem for me or is it not that's that's what it would boil down to and you reminded me of something when we talk about visualizing your future and if you just do just that 
really visualizing your future as an ongoing thing, whether to do with relationships or with any aspect of your life, your career, your your health and fitness goals. If you just see things in the positive light that you want, mm-hmm. you're, you are you're rewiring your, your brain to, to help you make those things happen. Yes. So when you do that and when you share it together, uh, the beauty of that, I think uh, it reminded me of my favorite definition of happiness, mm-hmm. which is to follow your highest excitement with integrity and with zero attachment to the outcome. Why did I remember that here? Because if you if you think about it, I usually share that um, definition for individuals. You follow your highest excitement. But if we apply that to a couple, when you are both visualizing a certain future, and if that certain future is aligned, then the power, the value of you both together following your highest excitement as mm. a couple mm. that's that's what makes things work it mm. makes them thrive because it's exciting mm. wow we're both imagining you know that whatever that little hut uh, on that mountain the top uh, with a goat i don't know whatever mm. it is mm. you know but but we're both so excited about that yes. that's exciting yeah because individually our, our happiness is about you know just following working towards something that's meaningful to mm. us so if we're both working towards something that's meaningful to us, even if we're also individually working towards some other things that aren't disaligned with that, yeah. then that, that, that really helps us thrive. But if each one is visualizing something dramatically different from the other, then we're kind of going in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just makes it much much more challenging to, to find that togetherness yeah. that, that we feel is, is going to help relationships mm-hmm. work. So that's one thing you reminded me of. Uh, I think it's it's important this alignment on our vision of a future. It's important, uh, you know, what what do we enjoy about uh, spending time together? Mm-hmm. Uh, how does the person treat you? Yes. How does that feel? Mm-hmm. And also, the opposite. How are you around that person is is a good indication mm-hmm. for you as well. Uh, how are you behaving around that person? Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself having to pretend a lot? Mm. If you're finding yourself having to pretend a lot, do you want to spend the rest of your life pretending? <laughs> or do you want to spend the rest of your life being authentic to yourself? You know, just being you, whatever that means. Mm. Uh, that's important because if you can't really be yourself, even if you're not, whenever, you know, many of us are not 100% clear about what we are, yeah. you know, who we are, that's, a, that's a, a, you know, it's a journey. But at that moment, are you being true to yourself? Or are you often having to, you know, catch what you say, even change how you look or, or how you behave? Then, you know, that, then I would say that that's something that mm-hmm. for you to think about as you're making that choice. Because yeah. uh, I think we've said this before, but you, you, know, you don't want to spend the rest of your life uh, pretending or being somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. I, I remember uh, this was one of the things my mother, I don't know if we mentioned this before, uh, excuse us if we have some repetition in the, this podcast, but that's okay. Um, when when we first got together, because we met running, mm. uh, so sweaty and you know, my hair was like just a mess, and mm. and that's just I was I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with that. And so I remember though that when I when we when we started going out sort of more officially, and you came in and met my parents. I remember that the, the first night we we went out together. Um, but a couple of days later when we were just meeting, not that night, that night I think I, I got a little bit dressed up. Mm. <laughs> but other times when I would go down to meet you, I'd just be in my sweatpants, t-shirt, my hair is you know, 
messy, a little bit messy. And my mother would be like, are you going out? Like, are you going to go and see him like this? I said, yeah. She said, you don't want to like change or do anything? No, no, I don't. This is how, you know, this is who I am. And if he likes it, great. And, you know, if he doesn't, okay, then I guess we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. And, and, and she didn't argue at all. And that's pretty, she's really cool as well because she wasn't that kind of person like, yeah, but you should or, you know, shouldn't. She's like, okay, fine. It's up to you. And so I always, I really felt I was just natural with mm-hmm. you. Uh, and that's that's wonderful because then I can be naturally me the rest of my life as well. Yes, it's true that there are sometimes in a relationship where you might, for certain reasons, you know, not be a hundred percent, you know, uh, honest or abrupt in your in your response. Um, but then you do that for you know, you, you know, rarely. But like if, you know, if you tell me that you, that you like how this looks and you're really excited about something that you just got, and I don't like it. I don't have to say no. I think it looks horrible, but you know I might lighten lighten it a little bit the blow, but I'll still be true to myself. I'm not gonna say I love it if I don't love it. Mm. So yeah, it's true that you know we we might you know not be a hundred percent chance. Yeah, but 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 with integrity though still yes, as well. Yes. So anyway, so yeah, just being being able to be yourself is is a good way to measure yeah. uh, if this is the right person. I think another point that is also very important is that concerning the 20%, you know, that are not there, there will be things that you may not like about your partner. And just make sure these are not things that bother you, you know, because uh, you, you, sometimes people get into a relationship with things that, are, that they don't like, you know, the things that bother them, like that, that book you told me about, about, you know, what, noticing those three hairs, uh, that, that book. That, it was, it was a yeah. mo that uh, talk in, yeah. in London when he mentioned you know, some people might like they have their three hairs, I think, in yeah. their ear or something. And you're going to focus on those three hairs in the ear or are you going to focus on other things? Yeah. So if there is if there are things that you don't necessarily like or or, or whatever, I mean, enjoy or there is something about the other person that you don't like very much. If it's if it's bothering you a lot, then that's something you need to question. I mean, am I because you're not going to change somebody. And yeah. going into a relationship thinking, okay, this I can fix later. Don't do that because it's 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 going to create the kind of problems that you don't need. I mean, so if you like that person to a large extent, exactly the way they are, and there is a couple yeah. of things that you can accept and live with, that is great. And I think I think we've both yeah. done that. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things, not a lot, but I'm sure there's. A few things about me that you may not have enjoyed a lot in the last 30 plus years, but we had enough to work with, yeah, you know, yeah, and that's exactly. what you need to focus on. If there is enough to work with, then that's fantastic because there is no 100%. And some people, me included, I'm a perfectionist, used to be, maybe a little bit less of a perfectionist right now, but I always aim for 100%, and, and that is just unreal. So if there are things that you don't like, you either accept them, or if you can't accept them, don't think you're going to change the person just you know I would probably think I don't know I wouldn't say tell you what to do but that is a that is a concern so yeah I mean we're talking about when you're setting out to to make the choice now if yeah. you're already in the relationship and there are those three hairs if they're just those three hairs and they're not you know vital then don't focus on them if there's something that's important to you then talk about it mm-hmm. uh, not with the aim of I need to change I need to fix you but to maybe bridge those gaps and get the person to understand the problem so that then maybe they can be inspired 
to make the change, mm. to make the fix. Um, yeah. Now, also, there is the subject of compatibility. So there, there is. What I, way? I mean, people can. Again, with that emotional, you know, state you're in, yeah. you end up with the wrong person because love is you, blind. Yeah, <laughs> love is blind, and you didn't notice that. You know what? They're not compatible. Uh, you've sort of missed that point, and and I think it is an important point. There is, I believe in compatibility, and I don't think compatibility means that you have to be alike, but you just have to be compatible, which be means aligned. that you 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 are aligned on a lot of things. You agree on the at least the bigger things that are important to you in your life. Whether you agree as in you you want to do them yourself or not doesn't even matter. As long as like when we were discussing introverts and extroverts, I mean if if uh, if I am an extrovert and I love to, you know, be with people all the time and you're an introvert and you want to be alone most of the time, if now we may not be compatible in this area, but we let each other, you know, have our time. So as long as we have enough time together yeah. to build that relationship. So my point is looking for compatibility is important because uh, and that's probably one of the exercises you would do or the questions you would ask yourself if you're actually going through that little period of doubt before making a decision, are we compatible? That would be a question I would put on my list. Um, so, do you have yeah. any... No, yeah, I mean, that you, that's very valid. You, you reminded me of something else as well. This is Maybe these are the little things, but I think the little things really matter to people. But things like, like if you are imagining that you want to get married to me, because you just want to have somebody, you know, to come home to who has uh, the meal ready and, to, you know, uh, who's maybe dressed up and smells good. And I don't know. And, you know, that's what you want me for. If that's aligned with what I want for myself, great. But if I don't want to be you know, the person who's cooking every day or, or just doing that stuff, that's not fulfilling enough for me. Uh, these roles, I mean, you just got me to the idea of roles and to, because there's stuff that needs to happen yes. in life for us to be able to live. You live in a home, somebody needs to take care of, you know, the electricity bill and the maintenance of equipment or whatever. There's stuff that needs to be done. Who is going to do the stuff? And uh, is this uh, assumed or is it expected mm. or, or are we going to talk about it? Are we going to discuss who's going to do it? That's also something interesting to talk about before we get married because if the expectation is, you know, or even the, even the opposite. I mean, in our society, it used to be, and I think that's changing now, but very rigid. You know, you're going to go out and you're the breadwinner and you're going to get the money. And then, you know, you're, you, you know, you, she's going to take care of the home and the house and the kids. That's changing and people are sharing more responsibilities. The point is there are responsibilities. So that sharing of responsibilities uh, can be discussed as well. Mm. Who's going to be doing it and mm. why me, why you, do I want to do that, do I not want to do that? Sometimes there are responsibilities that neither of us want to do because they're just part sure. of mm. adulthood and they're not necessarily mm. um, fun or full, full, fulfilling, mm. but that's that's why it's, it's useful to talk about it mm. because some people discover these things after they get married and that just means they haven't talked about it because mm. it can't be a surprise that there's going to be the stuff to be done right yes, so yes, yes. if you if you're still discovering now that i mean i know somebody when you know when they got married uh, she found out that her husband wants to cook sorry he wants to eat home cooked fresh food every day cooked by her so mm. that was really important to him he wanted he wanted it to be his wife who's 
cooking fresh new food every day. Mm. So that is the big thing because if I'm now setting up myself for a day the rest of my life, I'm going to be cooking fresh food daily. Mm. <laughs> I have a bit of a problem with that. Now, yes, now is that problem going to you know make us not get married? Maybe not because maybe that discussion with the person about that expectation and that's not aligned with me, then maybe he'll let go of that completely mm. because he wants to be with you and you know that's just uh, we'll find the way. Mm. But it needs to be discussed. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's just a tiny thing. But I think it is these tiny things that, that get on people's nerves mm. after they get married. So the big things, the tiny things, talk about as much as you can. Don't just make it about going out and having fun and uh, you know holding hands or whatever. I mean, don't just make it about those things. Yeah, because I mean, up until you get married, if you were living with your parents, you were like almost you're 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 being served. All the time. I mean, you know, things are done your, for That's you. in the, more in our society. Yeah, at it least depends, yeah. I'm talking about yeah, this I, country I was, at least. Yeah. I mean, yes, and I was too. I mean, I was yeah. I was getting a, a home-cooked meal by my mom every day. I mean, for, for yeah. 20 plus years until I got married. Now, your 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 food is there. It's prepared for you. Your your bed is made for you. Your your laundry is made and ironed. And I think it's we're, like, we're, it's, we're, we're spoiled. probably very spoiled. Really, <laughs> truly, yeah. Yeah. And then you 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 find yourself in a home, and I'm talking here from a male perspective. You're expecting your wife to do all that for you, and well, she's just like you. She just came from a home where that was done for her too. So for her to to suddenly become that other person, we tend to expect this as 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 guys because you know our, That's our mothers what you're did used it. to, and then now you're yeah. at work all day anyway. So like so you probably don't even think about it. It's yeah. just an expectation. But even if she didn't come from that home that mm. was kind of spoiled like ours. Mm. But maybe she doesn't want to do that. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, it's just it needs it. It can be tricky because somebody's got to do it. And what if we're both out working? And so that that's when we just need to figure out when can we do it and how can we you know delegate or you know find get somebody else or even share between us expectations. Yeah. I think the word I was looking for is discuss your expectations. Yeah. You know, what do you expect out of this relationship? Like roles is very important yeah. because. I think we tend to sort of a, 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 a have a, an, an unspoken agreement about who's going to be doing what. And once, when you don't discuss that, and you, then you actually... Okay, moving from, from your parents' home to your own home, I think is, is to me, and I'm sure to you as well, was, was one of the biggest changes in our lives. Yeah. I mean, it's a major change. And uh, not even talking about how that's going to yeah. be like, I think is... is borders on madness I mean you, you need to sit down and discuss <laughs> what's this going to be like because oh it's a completely different life yeah you are now in charge when you are in your parents home you are truly almost in charge of nothing in charge of getting out of the house you know I, I, I mean yeah. that, that's, that's <laughs> the most you unless you I mean, of course I guess <laughs> again we were talking about more of our, our experience I'm sure there are homes where you know the kids were doing the chores from from when they were young and so things are more you know there's more division of labor, but in our homes, I guess there wasn't. Yeah, uh, of course. But even that is to an extent. I mean, yeah, you're still not charged, in charge of financially, yeah. like the bills and and just everything. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah it's so I the think same. I think the, the 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 point here is to basically discuss things, uh, not just the big things, also discuss the little things like who's going to be doing what, and what do you think about this, and and try to sort of get to an agreement because you don't want to get to that get into that discussion much later at a later yeah, stage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also, of course, you may not be 
coming from your parents' homes. You might be people who have left your parents' homes and have been living on your own. And so that's that's a thing. And mm-hmm. then you now also want to you know, potentially get married to somebody and live with them. Mm-hmm. So again, now you may be used to living on your own, so you're doing a lot of the stuff. Anyway, yeah. So that might actually be easier if you're both if they've both been living on their own. Mm-hmm. They're already used to doing that stuff, so then it's a matter of, hey, great, now I get somebody to do some of that stuff with me, yeah. and we can divide it. Uh, so it really depends. It's but whatever wherever your circumstances are, where you were living, what you were used to doing, there's stuff to be done. Who's gonna do it? Because that's the stuff that can bog us down a little bit. Because we tend to think of it more, you know, like the romance and the, the companionship and the fun and the joy. There's also real life stuff. Yeah. So put that into the package as well, and 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 you can hopefully take that in stride, mm-hmm. so that you know the enjoyable things are are larger than. The, the mundane kind of tasks that, mm. uh, that we don't really enjoy but need mm. to be done. Um, so you, uh, coming towards, I guess, the end of the episode, mm. we're, we're coming close to the practical tip uh, section. Mm. And you had, when we mentioned this, when we talked about this yesterday, you had this uh, story that you mentioned about your father mm. and uh, those, uh, that list he made. Yeah. So I thought that would be a really uh, useful exercise to do as a, mm. as a practical exercise is to actually make a list of your so it's really your purpose right yeah. it's, it's finding the purpose for the choice of that you know mr right or mrs right mm. uh, and making sure that even the idea of marriage in itself is something that for you right now in this moment is, is a good idea mm. so that so the list so the exercise would be what you, you i would um, i would take it a, a a step, I mean, before that, and I would start with visualization. It's, yes. uh, I mean, to be able to know what are the pros and the cons, I think you need to sort of let yourself imagine what you think your married life would be like, which is going to let you know a little bit more about yourself. And this is when, you, when you're doing that exercise of writing what, what are the pros and cons of getting married, you would probably be doing it from a point of uh, uh, self-awareness as opposed to, because I, I know that many times I've tried to sort of answer the question what do I want and it is it, it became much easier when I sort of let myself uh, dream or, or yes. imagine what it is that I want and then putting putting it down in words would be much easier so yeah visualize. Well, I, love, I love visualization yeah, so. so visualize what you think your married life would be like in, in like 10 15 20 30 years and then write the things that you imagine make a list of pros and cons, let yourself question why you're getting married, what you like about that person, are they compatible, uh, is this the person you see yourself with in like 30 years from now, what would it be like? Um, so go through the process of question, you know. And so, 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 so what about if, if you do the visualizations and share them together? Uh, as as the as the exercise. Yeah, I mean, you can you can definitely do that. Uh, uh, of course, I, I think it, it doesn't have to work for everybody because it depends on the maturity of the relationship. In my opinion, mm. I mean, we clearly had a very open uh, and honest communication from day one. I mean, and and it was very easy for us to you sort of say what you think or say what you feel without being afraid of you know trespassing or offending each other so you're you should be the judge of this i mean are you 
you think you're in a, in, a, in, a, in a point in your relationship where you're able to be 100% because sometimes it's, it's still too premature, you know, I, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, it's not like you just met the person, hey, I just visualized this, what did you visualize? I know. Yeah, yeah. It's just that it, it's... Further down. Yeah, yeah. make it... That, that's a judgment call really on... on yeah. On, well, at least do it for yourself because that's yeah. going to help you understand more about what you want and it'll help you interact with people in a yeah. way that's more aligned with you. Yeah. And then if you're far enough in the relationship to actually share you know, these visualizations with each other, mm-hmm. then that's going to be helpful because that's going to give you um, things to talk about that mm-hmm. are important mm-hmm. and, and are important to align on. I think that's useful. Yeah. Anyway, it's some things will work with some people, other things, you know, for some people, different uh, things mm-hmm. will work. So give it a give it a go. That's kind of like a two part exercise then. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we hope uh, it, uh, you'll find this valuable. And please let us know if you have any questions for us, uh, any feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, anything else, Smile? No, that was. I, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Okay, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.